Welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes host examine the 1946 William Wyler-directed film, The Best Years of Our Lives, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Jeff Ferry from the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. And I'm Chris Derkoch, also from the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. Are you sure? Are you sure you're from the Jay and Silent so. Bob Minute? All right, that's good. I think so. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, there's some interesting things about this minute, minute 164. There are actually more people in this minute than have been in the last three movies that we covered. Of <laughs> Clerks chasing Amy and Mallrats. There's like, there's 25 extras in the scene. <laughs> that, I, I believe that. I honestly believe that there's more people, in, especially in Clerks. Yeah. Rumor, rumor has been around that we were picked for the last two weeks because we'd already covered a black and white movie. Unfortunately, by the time they found out it was Clerks, it was too late. We'd already been slotted. <laughs> too bad. <laughs> oh, I heard you boys are experts on black and white film. Oh, we sure are. <laughs> it's all we watched on our first podcast. Yeah, it's like, oh, wait, how many times do they say the F word in this movie? Oh, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, it's got um, some of the same themes of, like, lost love. <laughs> yeah. People who, if they just spoke to each other and communicated correctly, wouldn't have all the problems they're dealing with. This is true. This is yeah. really true. Yeah, so this minute begins with, like, Fred kind of wandering the room. When I put this minute on, I thought, oh, no, this is just going to be a, mo- a whole minute of wandering. It does look like that. It, he he does have the look of a man standing kind of at a club or a party or a dance floor, just, like, randomly looking around for a girl. He, spot, he spots her. He is smoking indoors, which is weird. He's going to oh, burn somebody's dress with that, you know? I, what's weirder, that he's smoking indoors or that I think he's the only one I can see? I think there's one other guy I see smoking, but, I mean, I, you got to figure at least 70% of the people in this room should be smoking. Honestly, if this was a real party back then, the room would be filled with smoke. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Instead, the only thing up is this freakishly weird-looking garland that's all over the walls. <laughs> and the papier-mâché bell in the middle. <laughs> Well, it's a wedding for crying out loud. You gotta have the bell. So we called what she was wearing a hat, but it's more of a visor because the back of her head is sticking out of the top of this hat. <laughs> I noticed what we put it in. I think before she came here, she went out and played about nine holes before she came in. <laughs> She's she did As well. Standing... She, she she shot a forty six. Not great, but I mean, pretty good for having a dress on. Didn't get one one drop of sunburn on her face either, so she did real well. <laughs> Listen, um, <laughs> she's so alabaster, it doesn't look like she had a drop of sun in the last four years. This is true. Um, the lady standing next to Al back there, is it Al? It's Al, right? No, it's um, Fred. It's Fred. Okay. Al's well, outside. Al, Fred, Al, Al and Homer are still outside. <laughs> the woman standing next to Fred here is, she's got feathers or something coming out of her hat. Do you see that? Yes, I do. She's got like a, she's yeah. the one whose dress I was making fun of last minute. She has like yeah, a super looks- floral print. <laughs> no, 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 no. Behind her. She looks like she has horns coming off her head. Are you talking about the one who's wearing the hat that the Wicked Witch of the West wore? She's di- no, she's directly under the paper mache bell. This is great for a podcast, by the uh, way. <laughs> <But> <laughs> hey, everyone, look at the stuff that you can't see. Are you she talking is about directly it? under the bell? But it's like it would be to Fred's left and behind him. Yes, it looks like she has antenna, like she's an ant, like she's an <laughs> ant person or something. <laughs> I don't, yeah, but I, I don't did know. see What's, the Wicked Witch hat. I did enjoy that, too. Yeah. I mean, it looks like the hat that the Wicked Witch wore in the beginning when she's riding her bike. Yeah. And it's almost like – and this would have been the time frame. It's like that lady bought it, and she's like, do you see my hat? Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. He stands in the middle of that room for a quality 10 seconds. It's which creepy. Is, w- which is right about when you're doing a Movies by Minute podcast where you start going like, oh, my God, please start moving. You're killing yeah. me here. <laughs> 
He, if you just saw that fifteen seconds of the movie, it looks like he's gonna murder her. Yeah. It also his suit does not look that great in this minute. No, um, you're right. I liked it in the close up, but yeah, backed up. It looks a little too big for him to be honest. Yeah. With you. yeah the problem is last movie we covered was North by Northwest, and Cary Grant in his suit compared to um, Frederick March in his, uh, there is yeah. no comparison. Like <sighs> Cary Grant looked like pass? he's like he's carved out of granite, and this guy looks like he looks like me. Wearing my first suit when I was 18. Yeah, the suit's just hanging off of him. <laughs> and it's like one of the suits where if you put your arms out to the side, the shoulder pads will, like, pop up. They are shoulder pads, right? Nobody's shoulders are that square, right? <laughs> I hope not. I mean, like, I was led to believe that everyone back then was kind of like a, a big a big rectangle. <laughs> Fred Flintstone. Yeah, but that but don't, am I right? Oh, you can definitely see now when uh, Peggy finally sees him and starts... Uh, Starts hip swaying over towards him that her head has popped out the top of this thing. She, I mean, every woman in here looks like they're going to the Kentucky Derby, which I guess, which was the style at the time. <laughs> but yeah, she uh, she definitely sashays her little self over there. Yeah, yeah. She's a, I mean, she's a uh, very nice looking woman too, by the She way. is very beautiful. And she, yes. it's funny because Teresa Wright is, I mean, I know some of the aficionados on here knew who she was. But I'm saying I go up to the average film goer today out of 100 how many know Teresa Wright? A couple. Yeah, uh, right. But like she, by the time this movie had come out, I believe already had a couple of awards under her belt and won a lot of stuff and was in a lot of big movies. But the problem really? was those big movies were like in the 30s and 40s and, you know. Yeah. 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 And the further you get away from things, people only remember, you know, from how, from each from those early decades, how many movies are truly remembered? Not that many. Not as many as they were making. Definitely not. Oh, yeah. She was nominated for Oscars in each of her first three films. Oh, wow. I mean, if you did that, I'm trying to think of someone who's in, like, who's someone that's on that level now? Someone who's like under like 40. Not like Meryl Streep. You can't go to the Meryl Streep well, like we all do. Like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know who that would be. No. The problem is, I don't know any, I don't know any younger actors. That might be my main problem. It's We're like, getting old. We're not looking at the younger actors. Like, I'm like, who are those young actors? Meanwhile, in my mind, they're like 45. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I pulled up a list of like who has the most like nominations in acting categories, and I'm just trying to see somebody who's like under 40 if I can. I'm just flipping through the list real quick, and you'll be shocked to hear that like I'm really not seeing any. Oh, you know what? Amy Adams. Okay. Because she was in the Muppets. <laughs> That's your that's your pull for her. That's my go to. She has a me party. She has a me party in the Muppets movie. That's all I remember. I remember the me party. It was a party just for her. <laughs> no, I didn't have any drinks tonight, so I will not be singing that. But I do but know that song. That's funny. In, well, that's I mean, not the Muppets thing, but like it's funny in two ways because like one, I, she was the person who I came up with because she had a lot of acting nominations and stuff. But it's also I could very much see Amy Adams in this role. If this was like a oh, yeah. a current movie, yeah, definitely. And you could get any square jawed moron to be the uh, other guy. Now, I mean, it's I don't like the problem is now they would. Ne- I feel like they would overcast this movie now. Well, when she walks over to him, she makes him look like he don't belong there. To be honest with you. Well, I think it's a lot of it's how the shot. Like they are particularly. He is like everyone's off doing their thing, and he's standing in the middle of the room, arms at his side, almost at attention, just like a lost puppy dog. She walks over to him. He looks like Quasimodo or something. Then uh, they give the world's <laughs> like limpest handshake I've ever seen. Yeah. And they are talking. It's funny because they're talking like they've already had a relationship and a terrible breakup. 
They definitely of just like you know, we run into that girlfriend like a year later, and you're like, "Hi, it's it is yeah, it's nice to see you. It's good, it's good to see you too." <laughs> like one of those deals. <laughs> I, I actually I thought he was a good actor, but in this scene, he I, I don't know. His, his I think he, I think he is being a good actor because I think he's trying to he's trying to have a decent social interaction. But he doesn't want but to. He is mad her. at her. Yeah. He is mad at her father. He is mad at this entire situation and being stuck there. And he's just like, yeah, it's great to see True. you. Yeah, nice to see you. Honestly, with that buildup, he doesn't look as bad as he did before that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in a modern movie, there's no way this scene is played this small where they're just like having a conversation. There's zero chance they're not screaming at each other. Oh, yeah. Well, in real life, there's zero chance they're not screaming at each other. Well, but I mean, maybe that's why you have this conversation out here. So you don't scream at each other. So you have to be yeah. civil. Well, she asks where he's been and he's just like working, which is, yeah. I mean, Chris, that's how me and you answer when some, someone asks what we've been up to, right? Working, just like <laughs> dead, dead behind the eyes. <laughs> someone please kill me. <laughs> he, um, he says, what does he say? Are you trying she to said that's to a hopeful way of putting it when she says <laughs> I'm trying to get back to what her, she, said, she said. Oh, when he was in what'd she say? You're not in the junk business. You're in the some kind of I can't remember how she puts it. Right. Oh, she says you're in building. And he says that's a hopeful way of putting it. That's yeah, what he he's says. he's he's going through bombers and having to, you know, right. destroy them. So he says he's in the junk business and then he says he's like like or in a roundabout way he says he's overqualified for it. Like he's calling himself a piece of junk. <laughs> See, that's how you took it. I was wondering if it was like, um, is it because he used to blow stuff up because he was a bombardier? So he's like, I'm in the junk business because I've made a lot of junk? Or is he just trying to say that he is a piece of junk? He says, I'm well qualified in temperament and training for the junk business. So I don't know. Take it the way you want. But I, I don't know. He said piece of junk. <laughs> this is one of the first minutes of this movie where I'm kind of out on Fred's side. He's being a little bit of a passive aggressive baby here. Yeah. <laughs> where it's just like, yo, dude. Like, it's nobody's fault that you were a soda jerk when you left and you were a soda right. jerk when you came back. Yes, right. it stinks. I'm sorry about that. But like, Oh, it's awful. But Yeah. But fix it. He, he, but when he came back, he didn't seem to be like – he wasn't like, I'm going to come back and I'm going to use the GI Bill. I'm going to go to college. and I'm gonna, He was like, I'm going to come back and get the same job I had when I left. <laughs> well, he thought he was going to have the same wife too, but apparently that didn't work out too well. <laughs> <laughs> I knew a lot of guys in the service that thought they were going to come back and have the same wife, and that didn't happen. Really? Oh wow, that sucks too. <laughs> Listen, if there if there is one thing throughout the history of all warfare that is totally true, and this isn't just the people left at home, this is the people who go off and do stuff. Of you know, when people aren't around each other for a long time, a lot of time things are bound to happen. Yeah, like, they tend to forget about each other for a little. Like bit. not everyone, not all the time, and maybe it's not as bad now. I don't know because people can stay in contact a little bit more. But yeah, but yeah, it's. I mean. It is a fact of life. Do you think, you know, a couple million soldiers went off to fight and none of them were unfaithful and nobody left behind was? I'm sure <laughs> no. a lot of guys came home to, oh, I guess she left and took everything with her. Awesome. I hate to say it, but the guy who's back home still and takes your wife is a scumbag. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, like, that's not to say when I saw um, a deployment ship out that that wasn't a, a hot night at the enlisted club. <laughs> Because oh, no. all the – not – I will say not so much husbands but more so boyfriends. Oh, the boyfriend's going away for six months? Uh, let's see who I can meet while I'm out tonight. <laughs> oh, my god. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> and, and, but, I mean, you get it. You talk to anybody who is in the service. First of all, you'll hear a bunch of stories, many of which are true-ish. 
because yeah. like it's a story of uh, I heard from this guy, from that guy, from this guy. But like personally, I saw a lot of stuff like that. Um, I will say this: I can honestly say I don't think I ever saw a married service member screwing around when we went anywhere. People who were just in, well, you know, boyfriend girlfriend. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> they yeah. did. But usually, married meant a little something. I didn't think it would mean that it, much. But I mean, now I never went away longer than six months either. So okay, keep that in mind. I didn't go away for three years, and I certainly wasn't fighting the Nazis when I was there either. <laughs> right, right. You weren't. You weren't like thinking maybe you weren't coming back. So I mean, we were mostly fighting boredom and just the fact that it was 110 degrees every day. Which yeah, is like sounds- talk about a time where I don't want to have an affair. It's like I don't want to move. <laughs> oh, come on, board and 110 degrees. That's almost perfect for me. <laughs> oh, and and we sat down sometimes. There was a lot of sitting. I know, as we learned last minute, sitting is one of your main places to be. I think we would have lost you at having to work 12 hours. I think that's where we would have lost yeah. you. Yeah, well, that's where my regular job started to lose me too. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. I was going to look up where this was on the uh, the AFI list, but I figured maybe I'll save that for next week. Yeah. So I just want to quickly run through because I know there's if anybody from our podcast is on here, there's nothing they love more than us going through lists and getting angry and yelling at them. <laughs> so to end off this minute, because honestly not much happens this minute. We get the first half of their conversation, and the next part of it is really the more important section of it. Um, I quickly looked up the greatest World War II movies of all time. Okay. Um, so it's on Ranker and it was updated as of this month. Question is best years of our lives on here. If so, where, and what do you just give me what you might think be like a top five, top 10 cut movies. Now I had never even heard of this movie before. This right, I'm not going to look at it, it, but I'm going to try to quickly find out how many are on this list though. Uh, there's at least 25, but there could be more. Okay. Um, I think it's on there. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's top of the list. No, absolutely, I don't think it'll be top of the list. It's just, right. just the problem is, while it is definitely a World War II movie in every sense of it, it doesn't actually take place in a theater, like right. like a battle theater. It's not in the Pacific or whatever. It's yeah. more about the coming home part of it, which right. while those movies are sometimes very popular or very well-regarded, they're not the ones that you think of. So right. give me like three movies you think are going to be like top ten. You're asking the wrong one for war movies. Um... I don't see. My problem is I get them all screwed up. Which one's Vietnam? Which one's a World War II oh, movie? Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, Look at what I'm working with, uh, people. He doesn't even know his I'm wars. Sure. Captain America: First Avenger. Where's that at on there? Oh my god! I guess at least <laughs> it technically is World War II. So <laughs> <laughs> it is World War II. That's why I said it. I knew it was World War II. Uh, what's uh, is Casablanca? Is that it? That's World War II. Maybe. I mean, it takes place during World War II. Yeah, it's like right yeah, yeah, before the Nazis too. get there. That's not on there. All right, try to give me one more. I cannot believe you're like everyone out there is screaming because there's like ten obvious ones that you're just not doing. <laughs> uh, Patton. All right, I'll give you that one. All right, and just to uh, spare everyone who's listening, I will mention a couple of World War II movies that are definitely going to be at the top of this list. I would assume you're going to get your Saving Private Ryan. You're going to get your Shannon's List. Um, you said Casablanca already. Um, uh, those are the, those are the most like just complete obvious ones up there because you said Patton already. Right. Maybe like Great Escape. Like that kind of stuff, because they all take place during World War II. Maybe yeah, like Tora, Tora, Tora. I'm guessing no Nicolas Cage movies. Um, I'm going to start at one and work down. I'll go quick. I'll do like the top ten, and then I'll just kind of jump around. Okay. And see if, I ever, see if I ever get the best years of our lives. So the number one movie is Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Uh, number two, kind of a cheat, Band of Brothers. That's not a movie. It's a TV show. 
That's a TV show. <laughs> yeah, that's bullcrap. That's what that is. Yeah, number three is Schindler's List. Number four is The Longest Day, because apparently people who are voting on this are 87 years old. I don't the Longest Day is a fine movie, but like to watch it now, it's like, uh, okay. I mean, I guess one way to do it. <laughs> it's very <laughs> like... It's very like flag wavy of like okay. yeah I mean of John Wayne's in it for God's sake. <laughs> uh, Patton was number five, so good call for you. Uh, number six was a bridge was... too far. Okay, what you just put, you just glad you got one. Well, Patton, I pulled out of my you know out of my uh, hat. We got gotcha. you because yeah. <laughs> uh, a bridge too far, which I have not seen since I was so little. I don't remember anything about it. Yeah. So that was directed by Richard Attenborough and Great Escape. Uh, was starring Richard Attenborough. Now, Great Escape, I'm assuming you've seen. It's got Steve McQueen in it. Yes. Uh, number eight is Das Boot. I've never seen that. You've never seen Das Boot? Well, it's going to have a lot. It's going to have one thing you don't like. I think it's like three hours long. Yes, yeah, that's probably why. Maybe I did see it and I fell asleep. Out of it. And it's in German. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to watch it. Uh, I will say this. Das Boot, excellent movie. There was a TV series about three or four years ago that was a hot steaming pile of garbage. Is it in German with subtitles? Or yes, it- it's it's all it's das Boot, which means the boat in German. It's all about it's it's supposed to it's they, these guys on a uh, submarine for like their entire like tour. Okay. So like they first get on the boat and they got all this, you know there's all this food and they're getting on there and by like the very end all their food's gone. All these dudes have like beards. They're getting like you know they're getting like depth charges dropped on them like every day and it's just like they're a mess by the end of it. So like when the TV series came out, I'm like, oh, it's awesome. It's a TV series. You know, instead of being three hours, it's gonna be ten episodes. And instead, they introduce spy stuff and love stories, and the boat's never even out. It's always in dock. I'm like, oh, come on. It's like, yeah, you ruined it. Yeah. Uh, number nine is Bridge on the River Kwai. I've seen that. Of course you have. <laughs> uh, number ten. I picked the wrong World War II movie. It's Midway. I said Tora Tora Tora. Oh, Tora 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 is number eleven. So I wasn't that bad. Yeah, uh, number, number number twelve also uh, uh, some BS is the Pacific, so it's the Band of Brothers thing again, where they're right, they're, they're pulling that. Yeah, you can't push movies out to put a TV show in there. That's not fair. Number rough. I'm going to skip a few of them. Number fourteen, which would have been very good for this movie, is this is almost like a side piece to watch for this movie is Memphis Bell. Okay. Which, if you want to watch and see what Fred did during the war, because Memphis Bell has the entire crew of ten of on a B seventeen. Oh. With four officers, six enlisted men, and Fred was one of the officers because he was a bombardier. I think oh. the officers were bombardier, navigator, and the pilots, the pilot and the co-pilot. Everybody else was an enlisted man. Everybody, and they were the gunners and you know radio and all that kind of stuff. And in the ball turret where I told you you were going to be, yeah, because you wanted <laughs> to sit down so you could sit in the ball. Although if you watch Memphis Bell, you won't want to be in the ball turret no more. <laughs> It, it doesn't. Sound, it sounds a little cramped. I'll tell you that much. Oh, it's horrific! <laughs> like it's the scariest thing I've ever seen. Um, really? There's a bunch of junk. The letters from Iwo Jima is on here. Enemy the enemy at the gates. Casablanca was 24. Okay. Dirty Dozen was 25. I'm trying now. I'm just trying to see if this is on there anywhere. From 1945, they were expendable. Can we get a Jim O'Kane to drop into the thing and tell me if they were expendables worth watching, starring John Wayne, Donna Reed, and Robert Montgomery? The Enemy Below, that's an awesome movie from 1957. That's another uh, sub-movie. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge is on there. The Big Red One. You know what else I'm not seeing on here, and I'm loving it, is No Thin Red Line. I'm not hearing Sound of Music either. Where's that at? Sound of Music? Yeah, it's a World War II movie. Go get out of here. <laughs> it's right before World War II. Don Kirk is 42. Who cares? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> the Tuskegee Airmen is 49. Oh, my God. Is this not even on here? Like, I, are they not counting it because there's no war in it? Oh, because it's not here a it is. movie. Here it is. Number 55, The Thin Red Line. If you want to hear my entire rant about The Thin Red Line, <laughs> go to Chase. I think it's Chase Amy, where I have like a 12-minute meltdown about Terrence Malick. Was it Chasing Amy? It might have been one before. That. It might have been Mallrats. During one of them, somehow, on one of those movies, I know you're like, how did Terrence Malick get brought up? Yeah, he I did. don't remember how. He did, and I just exploded. So, And no matter who you do that about, we usually get you know crap about it, and we didn't hear nothing. So apparently we didn't have any Terrence Malick No, I was obviously right. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I guess it's not Downfalls, number 68, which if you've ever watched any Hitler memes, you've definitely seen it. Oh, number 69. Oh, the best years of our lives. 69? Yeah, that is that is definitely based on the I haven't seen it. Right. Or the uh, it's not actually. Like, a lot of these are during the war movies where this yeah. is, it, you know, after. Or not, you know, no war uh, itself in it. Yeah. I'm going to give it an upvote. <laughs> <laughs> it did nothing. So it's, it is right above The Diary of Anne Frank from 1959 and right below Downfall from 2004. I've seen Diary of Anne Frank from like they made us watch it in school. That's the only reason I've seen that one. Yeah, but I don't even know. If, I mean, I assume it's that one because it's not 1957. Right. Oh, well, number number 80 is the Halls of Montezuma. Somewhere Brian Lockhart weeps. <laughs> All right, I think that's it for this minute. Like I said, this minute really consists of uh, Fred walking out there, staring across the room like a lost puppy dog, yeah. and then finally getting to talk to uh, Teresa Wright, which he hasn't done in a while. She looks amazing. She is an 11 out of 10, as usual. And she's killing it in the scene. And he is just being... This is Like I said, this is the first time where he's like, oh, what was me? He becomes Droopy Dog for like 30 seconds. <laughs> he tells her he's in junk and then the yeah. minute ends. I only work in junk. It's like, yeah, man, come on, get over it here. <laughs> What's your problem? I mean, that's better than a soda jerk, right? I mean, anything's better than a soda I mean, it, at least it's honest like- work. I, I, the only thing I'd be afraid of with that work... Is like that work also seemed like very much like yeah you're working there now but like this job could be gone tomorrow I mean how long is right. it going to take to go th- I mean even if it takes a year to go through those bombers I hope you're going to have a, another job lined up by the end of that <laughs> but I felt like the soda jerk thing was unless you own that thing then it should be like a teenage kid doing it right it does seem like that yeah. like why why are you doing this job <laughs> right unless you own the building and you're the soda guy then you probably should get out of the way and let some young kid do that job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't you uh why don't you give some plugs there, buddy? Uh we have the Jane Solid Bob minute. We're on duelinggenre.com. We did clerks, we did mall rats, we did chasing Amy, and we're working our way through dogma as we speak. And I don't know, that's it. You got anything else? No. I just want to go play with some junk. Also, uh make sure you go over and check out all the social media stuff for uh the best minutes. Uh it's over on you got some Apple Podcasts, some Spotify, some Google Play. And you can go to the main site at bestminutes.com. Make sure you drop by uh, Butch's Place, Best Years of Our Lives, Listener's Cafe. Uh, there's usually a lot of good talk in there. And people can go in there and they can uh, attack us for our, our top list here. Or you can tell me how wrong I am about Terrence Malick. <laughs> but I can <laughs> tell you right now, I'm not. He stinks. All right. Uh, also, it's at Twitter, The Best Minutes. Uh, make sure you check out all the other movies by Minutes, too. It's not really the day to say it. But I'm going to do it anyway because I'm assuming by now there's probably at least 200 of them. And maybe like 10% of them involve World War II in some way. Yeah, I haven't been on that website in a while, but it's got to be huge by now. All right. Uh, I got to get out of here. My ride's leaving. I got to get on the Memphis Bell. You didn't even know that was a plane, not a woman.
<laughs> I did after you started talking about it. I found it out. <laughs> You're like, why is he talking about some old girlfriend he used to? Joe, you better hurry up out there because she's taking off soon. Right, thanks. Come on, Taylor.